0: Welcome to the ninth episode of View from the Black Cab, the franchise podcast from reality TV warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me as always is my fellow Brits, whose life is dictated by the level of badger in it, Anthony Williams.
1: Good evening. There's never enough badger. I've definitely not got enough badger. That's what the experts say. And the
0: experts did say there wasn't enough badger.
1: See, told you. So much badger talk. So many badgers to talk about this evening.
0: You know when you say A word so many times that it just sounds inherently weird. Badger was getting there on last night's apprentice.
1: It was, it was. I'm just very grateful that they hadn't decided it was going to be a beaver, because that would have been way worse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gordon's lost his beaver. Yes. In fact, thank you for stealing my joke from Twitter, because I believe I did say that one. Gordon's lost his badger. It could have been a lot worse. Imagine if it was beaver.
1: Oh, no. great minds and all that. No, I, didn't, I genuinely didn't see that.
0: Yeah, whatever. Joke stealer. And another great episode for our queen that is Jessica.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, there was just one little bit where I thought, oh, it's going to go badly wrong, and then she pulls it back, and she's magnificent again.
0: No, where you thought, ooh.
1: Now I'm the project manager, and I didn't ooh, think okay. it that.
0: So previously, a party planning test saw Paul take control of Nebulous, bossing people around and seeing Red as they took on a casino night. Dylan took centre stage for Titans, while Courtney and Grania sank at selling tickets. They won somehow, and in the boardroom, Ann passed the book, and the girls cried, but it was Paul who shouted at Sugar and was fired.
1: Yeah, it was time for him to go. No doubt about it.
0: Having said that, it was time for most of the people in this cast to go. Could we not have preempted the interviews by just firing basically everyone?
1: Yeah, it yeah, could, could save a bit of effort next time, couldn't it?
0: <laughs> I'm still really like devastated I'm going to miss the uh, the interview episode live, because it is the best one to live tweet.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a fun one as well, so... Oh well, I'm sure you'll catch up.
0: I might have to just live tweet as I'm watching it at like midnight.
1: Yeah. I've seen people do that before, it really makes me laugh when people are live-tweeting something that's not actually live.
0: I might have to do that as a one-off, and then, assuming the finale's on the Sunday, then that's going to mean that there's a very real possibility I won't be live-tweeting that, and instead we'll have a Logan viewing party on the Monday night while he's very jet-lagged, because that might also be hilarious. So the candidates get a rude awakening as the doorbell goes off at 7 o'clock, and it's Sassy hipster Lady Brady and Claude coming to visit.
1: Now that JD's well and truly gone, nobody knows what the routine is in the morning. They're all rushing around and they leave it to Courtney and, you know, it's just a mess.
0: Karen, Claude, would you like a cup of tea or coffee? No, get down here so we can get on, please. Okay.
1: I did like that. See, see, JD would have had a cup of tea ready for them, not, do you want one? It's too late at that stage. It's seven o'clock. Come on, let's get going. Yeah, J.D. also didn't sleep, he just waited. Yeah, exactly. He just lurked. Yeah, he'd have been there. Not good enough, Courtney. Not good enough.
0: And I did love that this scene just really confused me, because we had Claude and Karen having different cars each, so they obviously hate each other. We had Karen not using the sleeves of her
1: jacket. Yeah, she looks more evil, though, if it looks like a cape.
0: And uh, the fact that they also had cameras in the bedrooms, which was a tiny bit creepy. Just cameramen sneaking into the bedrooms going, I'm going to watch you sleep.
1: It did seem a little unnecessary.
0: And Claude basically blindfolds everyone. Put on your masks.
1: Yeah, it, it did look like the beginning of a bizarre Japanese game show.
0: And the task is to create a game for virtual reality headsets and a brand to go with it. They have to pitch it to the public and experts at MCM Expo and everyone will report back to Sugar and decide which team wins.
1: Yeah, and, and they went to all the trouble of making this wonderful VR uh, environment to do it and then made Alan Sugar all glitchy like Max Headroom of the 80s. What was that all about? I have no idea. It was really unnecessary. Yeah, we know it's virtual reality. You don't have to have him flickering in and out like, like the hologram from Star Wars. We get it. It's technology. Ooh, but
0: the walls burst away and everything.
1: Ooh, well, I know that was quite impressive. I, I did like that. The the candidates loved that, didn't they? I think they were just imagining that that might happen for real one day and they could all escape.
0: Well, obviously, the designers had a lot longer to work on that than they did on uh, magic shells or whatever it was called.
1: Really? I don't know what you mean. There are some uh, little
0: flaws in that idea, shall we say.
1: One or two, I'm sure we, I'm sure we'll get to them.
0: Because as I pointed out, I am a massive nerd, and I'm also a massive fan of video games.
1: I bet you were loving that one then.
0: Yeah, and I also hate cringe and princess tasks, so <laughs> this was a nightmare scenario for me.
1: Yeah, don't don't try and fool us. I know you're sat there in your Coral Kid outfit right now. Oh, you got me.
0: Shucks. In my what they claim is tights that are too small, lurking around MCM Expo.
1: But it was any bit of cosplay I saw. I was a little bit disappointed. I thought, thought that's what it was all about at these Comic Cons.
0: Well, it is. That's the thing. They didn't actually name which one it was, but it was at the Excel Centre, and I'm pretty sure I saw an MCM logo, so it was the MCM Expo. But it is all about cosplay, and maybe that was happening in a different area, because there were only, what, three? 307 people there.
1: They all seemed far too normally dressed. I was I was hoping we were going to basically get a King of the Nerds episode out of this one. I thought it was going to be good.
0: I am assuming the BBC probably weeded out the weird dressed people, especially if it was copyrighted images.
1: Yeah, they wouldn't have been able to get clearance for all the Batman and Superman and all the rest of them.
0: That's probably why, because if someone is just flicking onto BBC One at half nine on a Wednesday and sees see someone dressed in heads of so like her, they're going to be quite confused.
1: Like they weren't, anyway.
0: <laughs> like they weren't when they saw Sofyan and uh, Dylan's interesting outfits. Interesting being one word. Shit would be another one I would use. I'd go with that one. And um, Courtney and Sofian are at the end of Karen's swapping finger, and Trishna and Sofian are strongly hinted that you should become PM, because both of them have tech-related uh, business plans.
1: If if only Hunter Rebecca was still there, she'd have been like, what, what, me? Nah, I'm not being PM.
0: But at least they do both pick up on the subtle hint. They learned the Hunter Rebecca lesson. Yeah, they do. And in the discussion over who's going to become PM for Nebulous is possibly my favourite moment of the series. Courtney saying, oh, you lost because uh, you were fighting against me. You going to win this time. And Karen's sweet eye roll.
1: It was a wonderful eye roll, wasn't it? If only eye rolls were auditory, I would have had a clip for you.
0: She looked so unbelievably pissed off at him.
1: It was the perfect reaction shot.
0: And we find out that Sofian sold one of the first VR headsets in the UK as well.
1: Yes, that makes him an expert, right? And Dylan attempts to become the third person
0: in Apprentice history to be back-to-back project manager.
1: Is it really that infrequent?
0: It is. It happened in the first series, then it happened with Tesco Gary last year, and Dylan tries it again this year. It was weird when it happened in the first series, because there was no fanfare made of it. The fact that the same guy was leading the same team twice, but it is that rare an occurrence.
1: I've kind of got to admire him for giving that a go, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think most people are hanging on for tasks that they are most suited to when it's a business plan series. And Nebulous decide to go for outer space as their theme, and Titans Go for for the second week on the trot because Dylan, underwater.
1: Of course, he's he's got it on his brain now. He thinks he's still in the aquarium. Neither of which the most original of themes. Oh, let's do virtual reality in space. Oh, how original.
0: Who was the one who suggested, let's have a puzzle game?
1: Oh, I can't remember which one originally came up with it.
0: Because I'm not sure how puzzle games would work in
1: VR. I suppose they could and they didn't they didn't really go for a puzzle game in the end anyway did they so i don't know it, it, you, you certainly can't have a puzzle game that needs a lot of dexterity i wouldn't have thought
0: the most critically well-regarded puzzle game of the last few years is probably the pool block series which i suppose would work in vr but it wouldn't be very impressive and uh, courtney is made the nebulous sub-team leader taking over paul's traditional role and he's given one and one time with jessica for branding And branding is the euphemism they're going to use for all of their sex that they had in that house. It was officially confirmed by Paul last week in his exit interviews that they were boning. It was rumoured in the press pre-series, they were boning. Because they didn't pick up on the fact that they were outrageously flirting.
1: Surely the people in the house must have known what was going on, so why on earth did Trishna go along with it? She said she didn't want them together, so don't let them be together then.
0: It did make me laugh a lot that as soon as he was swapped over, he was then left alone with Jessica, unattended, with only a cameraman.
1: Not a good idea. He needs a chaperone.
0: And um, Dylan is an illustrator and is sent with Alana to create the game, despite the fact that Alana has never played a video game.
1: Yeah, so Dylan does design and branding. Alana has a brand. Neither of them are really gamers. So let's send them to make the game. But what What are you thinking, Sophia? I really did not understand why on earth you would do that. It was just, oh, the guy is just an idiot.
0: I just really, really do not understand how people can get through life without playing video games now.
1: Mm, I seem to be doing all right.
0: You don't count. Really? Yeah, you're not a real person. And, In the branding session, Jessica and Courtney obviously do Jessica things. I'm not even going to include Courtney in this. This is 100% Jessica.
1: Oh, yeah. This is all about the Jessica right now. I want them to have a quiff. I will have a rainbow quiff. I think the rainbow was actually Courtney's idea, wasn't it? But The quiff definitely came from Jessica. The quiff was 100% Jessica. It was great. I've had this idea. Spaceman Sam
0: astro badger
1: astro badger is the greatest thing i've ever heard i love it
0: it's like she went on the internet and found a random adjective and uh a noun generator and just went astro badger
1: yeah it's, it's like she went on an indie band generator astro badger that's it we
0: are astro badger and because we didn't get enough Stupid costumes last week. We get stupid costumes this week.
1: Uh, Yeah, what the hell was that about? Why do they need to be in stupid costumes at this stage? (laughs) That just freaked me out. I think Gronje's just getting into it now.
0: I have absolutely no idea why they were put in stupid costumes, but it did give us the hilariously awful, awful thing of Sofiane and Dylan in what can best be described as a three year old's Halloween costume lurking the floors of mcm expo going don't let them know it's us despite the fact that i'm a little louis walsh i'm going to hide in this boot and i realize he's going a little bit pirate probably for the best that this is the last week of this
1: impression (laughs) (laughs) yeah milk it for all you've got because yeah he is no more It was a very weird scene, though, of them sneaking around in costume when nobody else at the expo is in costume and they've got a camera crew behind them.
0: The best bit of that entire thing is Safiyan was obviously disappointed that his what he called tights didn't fit,
1: so he then got proper ones. I can imagine he had a full-on diva fit about it. Get me some tights, get them now. I'm a professional. I'm a professional actor, darling. Yes. I can't I can't deal with this. Somebody, for God's sake, get me some tights here. And before I have to go back to that bloody awful Cockney accent. So you think that uh Safian is actually from Rada? Yeah, I think he is. I think he's Rada trained. Um he was hired to play to play Cockney Barrow Boy in season twelve of The Apprentice.
0: He's a uh, a classically trained Shakespearean actor.
1: His reputation precedes him, darling. Love. <laughs> no lovey.
0: And this also explains where Jessica's uh, Twitter profile picture comes from
1: of her dressed as a star. Last time I saw that costume, my kids were in a nativity show.
0: I didn't even twig that that could possibly come from The Apprentice.
1: You just thought it was uh, randomly dressing as a star in her normal life, yeah? That would make a lot of sense. I, I can imagine that happening. It really wouldn't be out of character. No, no, not at all.
0: If it was anyone else, I might actually question it, but because it's Jessica, really, really
1: not. She seems like the sort that dresses as a star.
0: She is our star, and even without consulting MVP this week.
1: Oh, 100%. I don't
0: think anyone else could even come close when, for the second time this series, she's been lauded for being a great pitcher.
1: Yeah, and, and if Karen goes out of her way to say somebody liked what you were doing, that's not for no reason, is it? You know, that's got to have significance.
0: And yet she's still getting hate on Twitter. Really? There's quite a few people turning on last night, actually.
1: Uh, well, I stayed off, obviously, because I didn't get to watch it live. I didn't watch it till this morning. Normally, people don't tweet mention me about The Apprentice. And yet, last night when I wasn't watching it, bloody phones going off every couple of minutes. I'm like, no, go away, switch off notifications, switch it off, switch it off.
0: I do enjoy just sending you out of the blue text, even when I'm not sure if you're watching, because I've still not seen any tweets from you. <laughs>
1: It is more funny, I think, if you don't know if someone's watching. It was a, just a good job I remembered it was on.
0: And um, Why are Sofia and Gráinne brainstorming all their branding ideas while still dressed in their costumes?
1: I know, that, that was the bit that I just could not get my head around. They sat together with the flip jar in costume. It was because Sofia's a method actor.
0: They must have really, really liked the costumes.
1: I think they did. I think Gráinne's getting used to it now.
0: Yeah, after Gronya's disgust at having to dress as a mermaid last week.
1: And it was in a similar vein, really, wasn't it? It wasn't that different.
0: But yeah, she was sort of pirate wench this week.
1: Yeah, with strange face paint.
0: And Karen also criticises Gronya and Trishna for being too focused
1: on the task. Good old Karen, if I've got nothing to criticise, I'll just criticise anyway. She does seem to be quite criticising this year. Yeah, yeah. I think we've mentioned this a num- number of times. It's almost like she just has to criticise something. It's like Maybe she's on a bonus or something. You've got to get 14 criticisms per episode to get paid.
0: Yeah. She just seems to be nitpicky. That's kind of not what she's there for.
1: Not necessarily. Her eye rolls are enough. She doesn't need to speak when there's something going wrong. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Astro Badger actually isn't a terrible idea. No, Astro Badger's pretty good.
0: It's the sort of out there thing that maybe is quite good in VR.
1: Yeah, it could have been. It could have been really good fun. I, d- I don't know why they didn't just go with Astro Badger as the name of the game, to be perfectly honest.
0: Because Jessica wanted to shout loud and proud, Gordon's lost his badger.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of liked it the way Courtney said it, because it, it, just, it just sounded so deadpan. Gordon's <laughs> lost his badger.
0: Gordon lost his ferret. I think ferret was the other uh, option that I came up with.
1: Yeah, yeah, ferret, beaver. Yeah, either of those would have been fine.
0: I do think we need a higher level of smut in these sort of tasks.
1: Yeah, a bit more smut. Um, Do you notice how patronising Sofian was when he's talking to the 3D game designer? If he's in 3D, you know what I mean by 3D. (laughs) You know what I mean by 3D. Do you know what 3D is, love, darling? When, uh, When Dickie and I were performing back in the stage, we did everything in 3D, darling. We did it in 4D.
0: And I really don't understand why Titans seem to be under the impression that they were pitching to twelve months old.
1: They must have been told fifteen to thirty-four, because I'm pretty sure I heard people from both teams mention that that was the target market.
0: Well, I think that is the the main demographic of people who play video games.
1: So they knew that fifteen to thirty-four was a target market, and then we go down the route of let's have an an infant. I am probably the typical
0: video game demographic, smack bang in the middle of 15 to 34, young male, basically. And I play a lot of video games. So so I am highly qualified to say that that game was shite. It looks so juvenile that even CBeebies would think it was juvenile.
1: Yeah, I did like that when we got to the pitch, Alana did try and pull it around and sort of try and get it recategorized into, I guess, the, the Wii game sort of category of it's a good game for a family to play together. It seemed like a good recovery, that did.
0: Yeah, but it it wasn't. It was too young for families. It was for toddlers.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was.
0: You can't even say that that's a Wii game, because Wii games include, I don't know, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, the t-shirt of which I'm wearing at the moment, a rather violent game, or, I don't know, Smash Brothers, or Mario Kart. all Slightly based on violence.
1: (laughs) And all good. Yeah, exactly. All awesome games. Because that wasn't the original plan, was it? You know, Dylan had come up with this kind of hero sort of character. I think he said an Atlantean from Atlantis. Because there
0: is a confusion about where Atlanteans can come from. And Courtney and Jessica don't design Galactic Gordon despite Trishna requesting
1: them to. I know. No Gordon on the branding.
0: And Trishna and Jessica argue, and Trishna decides to, because he's done such a good job so far, let Courtney pitch. To which I tweeted and wrote down in capital letters, for the love of God, don't let Courtney pitch. I
1: know, Has, has nobody been watching what Courtney's been doing for the last eight weeks? Because I can tell you what he's been doing. A really terrible job at pitching. Why? After nine episodes, I can confidently
0: say this, Courtney is one of the worst pitchers we have ever seen, and yet he is sleeping, or was sleeping, with one of the best pitchers we've ever
1: seen. Well, maybe they're trying to sort of... I don't know. I would say that it's a symbiotic relationship, but Courtney's got nothing to give, has he? So it isn't. Maybe he thought that she would rub off on him. I'm sure he was hoping she was going to rub off on him. Uh, but, yeah, I don't get it. I mean, he's not, he's not even great with, with the conversation. He's awful. You know, just between him and the other people in, in the house, he's he's got no no charisma whatsoever. And yet they think, hmm, I'll get this guy to do the pitching. At least they overturned the decision. And actually it came from Courtney, didn't it, saying, oh, I think Jessica would like to have a go. Yeah, That was just, oh, Trishna was diabolical as a PM this week. She was so lucky.
0: Let me be perfectly clear. If Jessica makes it to the final and has to pitch her idea...
1: She's winning. No one will even come close to getting their point across. Her pitch will be fantastic. And I, and I would imagine the final task will be not that dissimilar to this kind of task, will it right? It'll be you've got to create something, you've got to pitch it to some experts.
0: It'll be test your new business plan, because that's what they've done the past couple of years.
1: Yeah, I mean, sort of stylistically, it'll be, you know, you've got to pitch it to some experts, you've got to get some market research type feedback and all that. And she'll be fabulous at that. I did think though this week for the first time I wouldn't now be surprised to see Alana win it.
0: I'm still quite confident and have been for a few years it's going to be Jessica or Alana because Alana is still getting the edit of being underappreciated.
1: Yes and and she's visible She's getting to do a lot of narrating, which I think is sort of in lieu of the fact that nobody on her team realises that she's good. So, you know, the producers have have tried to do that for us. So, yeah, I'm, I'm convinced those two are the finalists. This week was the first time where I thought maybe Alana might just snatch it. I
0: think a lot of people are bitching about Alana, though, on the internet. Really? Yeah, Alana's edit has been... Well, the entire edit has been odd, but Alana's has been... One of being quite underappreciated, so I'm not sure she would command the respect, for want of a better term.
1: Yeah, unless that is the whole story of how she wins—is that it? You know, she manages to win over the respect of everybody on her team and storms off to victory in a, in a way that you know we've seen winners of other shows where you kind of look at what's being covered and think, if they weren't winning the show, would you really need to include this? She seems to be getting a lot of that.
0: Let me be clear: I would be gloriously happy if either of them won because they're my two favourites of well, two of my three favourites of the year and it certainly wouldn't be a terrible result like last year but I, I'm i still leaning towards a Jessica win just because I think she'll be really, really good at getting a point across and answering the questions that the experts are going to ask and in the final sort of pitch for your life she's probably going to outpitch Alana in the boardroom, I suspect
1: on the face of what we've seen so far, I totally agree. But it's, it's just something about it. I don't know what it is. So I'm just putting it out there that I wouldn't be surprised to see Alana win it.
0: One thing going for Alana is that her and Courtney are the only two left who haven't lost as project manager.
1: This is true. And finally, she didn't get brought back into the boardroom. She broke her streak. Four losses and three boardrooms. And still in it. Yeah. She's still the only person who's been to
0: three boardrooms as well and courtney's the only person who hasn't and karen gives trishna and jessica a lot of kudos because trishna has the facts and jessica has the personality
1: yeah and they're both you know they're they coming across as a bit of themes on this so that's a couple of times they talked about how good trishna is with detail and memory and stuff like that so which probably means she'll screw it up at some point yeah i would imagine so or that's fundamental in whoever wins is that they pick Trishna and she's got the detail and the other team fall to pieces.
0: Yeah. And uh, Safian lets everyone pitch but relegates Elhana to demonstrating the game.
1: Uh, yeah, again, she
0: So you literally just want me to do the game?
1: Yeah. But the good thing is she's starting to fight her corner much more now.
0: Oh yeah, she's been a little bit more fiery.
1: First few weeks she'd have been like, okay, and then moaning about it when she does a confessional but at least now she's like really that's all you want me to do are you absolutely sure that's what you want me to do you know and
0: jessica was slightly incorrect with her opening to her pitch because she said that they were all uh, enthusiasts whereas i would have actually used badger fans good afternoon badger fans <laughs> yeah. which could have made it really awkward had they gone for another animal good afternoon ferret fans But she slightly biffs the pitch originally, but ends up doing a fantastic job.
1: Yeah, just for the first couple of moments, I thought, oh no, it's all falling apart. She's gone all boardroom on us. She's getting flustered and her inner monologue comes out where it really just should stay in your head, Jessica. And then, just out of nowhere, suddenly she launches into this poem and she's back on track. A long time ago in
0: a cosmic land... There lived an astro badger and an adventure he'd planned. The mission had started. The journey began. Galactic Gordon was set
1: with an astro badger plan. Leave no badger behind. Leave no badger behind. That is my life motto. Yeah, me too. If, if ever I see a badger. Never leave it behind. Never leave it behind. Always take it with me. Uh, it, it causes problems at home. There, there's badgers everywhere. He's tripping over them. You can't leave a badger behind.
0: However, sadly for Jessica, her game had a little creepy feature, which was the hands. The disembodied, creepy hands. Also, she welcomes any questions that the experts have,
1: but not the plebs. <laughs> yeah, only from the experts. Not even nerds.
0: We welcome any questions that the experts have. The rest of you shove off. You don't matter.
1: Go back to the basement in your mum's house where you all live. But at least. Their demonstration wasn't Gráinne levels of demonstration. Oh my god, had she she even seen anything before? Has she ever played a video game before? Even Alana was like, Jesus Christ, Gráinne, just hurry the fuck up. Oh god, it was embarrassingly bad. How can that happen? How can you get on stage and not know what the hell you're doing?
0: And how could she volunteer to do that? you take Sofiana's aside and say, look, I'm not confident with my abilities.
1: This is not the right task for me. Get someone else to do it. I'm going to make a mess of it. No, no, I'm just going to blunder through and just be terrible. It was it was one of the worst pictures I've seen in a long, long time. It was just a total mess.
0: And I did enjoy the aspects of it that was the audience vote being slightly MasterChef and everyone putting tokens in the box they like.
1: Uh, yeah, I like that. That was quite neat. They do that a lot on the team challenges
0: of MasterChef. And the experts did say that there wasn't enough badger. And the experts did say there wasn't enough badger. Uh, and Courtney apparently looked terrified during everything in this task.
1: Well, he does. He looks like a badger in headlights, everything. I don't understand how he's managing to get through this because all of the key skills that you need to succeed, he has none of them. He's, he's dreadful, he's got no charisma, he's got no presentation skills, he always looks terrified, no confidence, no idea.
0: Because for want of a better term, he's boning the best candidate.
1: But but I'm presuming that's not how he got on the show. I am enjoying the repeated usage of the word boning. <laughs> I was going to start keeping a tally chart if it was going to carry on.
0: And Sugar compares Jessica to the Jerusalem, Bunny, which I believe someone on this podcast may have done weeks ago. Me! <laughs> and says that she was the best picture. Everyone agreed.
1: The experts agreed. Not enough Badger, not enough Jessica.
0: And five of them did enjoy Nebulous's game, compared to fuck all, for want of a better term,
1: uh, who preferred Titan's game. Yeah, which I was a little bit surprised at, actually. That not that, and, um, that they got a 0 out of 7, but 5 out of 7. I didn't think it was that well thought out, really.
0: The thing is, that sort of idea you could adapt into a very good game.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose the idea was okay.
0: Yeah, it was the potential that they were, quote-unquote, investing on. Whereas Magic Shells, you wouldn't give it to a toddler. And also, who lets their toddlers anywhere near a virtual reality headset?
1: It's not a good idea, is
0: it? It's really not a good idea when two of the candidates nearly vombed.
1: Exactly, yeah, give that to a four-year-old and you've got a whole new game on your hands.
0: I did enjoy everyone looking completely unattractive using virtual reality, though.
1: <laughs> it is fun watching it.
0: Yeah, Francis just taking off her headset and going, Well the fuck am I?
1: Feel a bit weird.
0: And Safiyan gets the traditional deathly silence for his project managing abilities.
1: <laughs> Good PM. Mm, no, nobody going to say it.
0: And surprisingly, Nebulous win 222.78 on the public vote and thrash titans in this task.
1: Yeah, another thrashing. So we're not getting many close run things this series, are we?
0: <laughs> they get the best, weirdest reward ever.
1: Yeah, what the hell was that all about?
0: They get a top secret dining experience, which looks like it may have designed by someone who was tripping on acid.
1: Well, yeah, I was wondering if they'd been been on the magic shells.
0: Yeah, and Courtney was disappointed at the lack of ridiculous costumes as well.
1: That was just really bizarre. What was going on in the aeroplane one with the stewardess lying over the... Oh, weird. I have no idea. And Safian had absolutely
0: no inspiration, and is pretty much dead by this point. It's just a question of whether anyone's going to be taken down with him.
1: Yeah, he is absolutely given up, hasn't he? He knows there is no way he's going to get away with this.
0: And everyone gangs up on him just to prove it. Rightfully
1: so this week. Total mess.
0: Safian has learnt from Paul's mistake and doesn't have a go at Lord Sugar, but instead tries to argue with Claude. Because that has worked so well for so many people in the past.
1: Yeah, that's probably the fourth or fifth time that Claude's had to say, no, that's not the way it happened at all. You're talking shit. I think by the end of the series, he's just going to go bollocks. That's not it. I am looking forward to him tearing someone a new asshole in the interviews in two weeks' time. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to hold back. I think it's going to be a nightmare for someone. Who do you think is going to be the victim? Courtney. Courtney's going to have put something like that he's got great communication skills. It's going to be something like that because they've gone out of the way to show that he's just dreadful at that kind of thing. So he's going to have something like that, you know, ex- expert at pitching or great salesman or amazing communication skills those sort of things are going to be there and dylan was apparently too polite bearing in mind the only reason he didn't get fired before was because he was a nice guy now being a nice guy is too nice can't win and
0: sofian decides after much much deliberation which he probably should have been fired for in the spot anyway to bring back the irish mafia of gronya and dylan
1: yeah, it did take him an awful long time. There was only, it wasn't like there was 15 people to choose from. It was so cringe. Oh, it's dreadful. He's probably sat there thinking, don't really matter, does it, because I'm going. So, what shall I do? Do I save someone because I like them, or, uh, I don't know. But he
0: made the right choice. He did. Because Alana did nothing wrong.
1: No, she was pretty good. But she's done nothing wrong, really, on the other tasks when she's been brought back to the boardroom. She's she's really unfortunate. She just gets no credit for anything.
0: I think that's probably the, the theme of the series. She's going to get to the finale and no one's going to respect her authority.
1: Yeah, you see, and I think it's going to go the other way. I think it's going to get to the finale and she's very quickly going to turn them around and they're going to say, blimey, I didn't realise how good she was, actually.
0: But having said that, she was a great PM when she won.
1: Exactly. Exactly that. So I think there'll be a bit of a callback to that. I think I think you're right that people don't respect her, and I think she'll she'll pick her team, and they'll all be like, oh, oh, do we have to be on Alana's team? And then within minutes, she'll have a really clear plan, and it'll all be well thought out, and it'll go like clockwork, and she'll win. That's my prediction.
0: Having said that, if it's Jessica versus Alana, I'm going to be happy either way. Oh me too! It will be probably my favourite final two ever in Apprentice, which isn't isn't a very high bar because there is usually at least one person I hate in the final two.
1: No, I'll be I'll be well happy either way it goes. I think Tom and Helen is the only
0: one where I've loved both of the final two.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I did like Tom,
0: Mad Inventor Tom.
1: Yeah, just perfect, isn't he? He's just your stereotypical crazy. Yeah, fabulous. He was cast purely to prove that
0: this was a different apprentice now. Yeah. He has the worst record of any apprentice winner ever, 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 ever.
1: Yeah, the, yeah. statistically, there's no way he should have made it to the final, but he did and he won. He won four tasks of 11. How much do you think the business plan influences what people can get away with?
0: In the first 10 weeks, probably not a lot. When it gets to the interviews and the finale massively
1: yeah because he went you know the business is doing quite well isn't it so it was a good idea it i didn't think it was at the time i was thought mm, is that it but it seems to be going well so yeah
0: and dylan has a rags to riches story but i'm not sure how much adversity he faced in the mean world of illustration
1: dog eat dog in the uh, in the adobe illustrator world
0: and sugar can't deal with Sofian's independence, but it is Dylan who is fired. Yeah. And I was quite surprised. I thought that it was going to be Gronje Sofian. Did you? Yeah, I was convinced with the increased airtime for Gronje this week that she was probably dead. Hmm. Even though I did predict Sofian Dylan last week, just patting myself on the shoulder again.
1: Uh, I see what you mean. She was quite visible. But no, it didn't didn't surprise me. I think... Last week, we talked about Dylan getting a lot of airtime last week. And was that because he was about to go home? So it didn't surprise me at all. It was probably the right decision.
0: I don't think Dylan could have won. And I certainly don't think he would have been fun enough to have at the interviews. Because at the interviews, you either want competent people or mad people.
1: Yeah, and he kind of falls in the middle. He, he was a nice guy, and he, and he was a bit quirky and, and good fun. Good fun in the tasks, I think. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think I would have been that bothered about seeing him being interviewed.
0: And Safian is then also fired. Finally!
1: We were pretty sure it was going to be a double this week, weren't we?
0: And because sure, he can't do a triple firing, gronya is saved.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure she's going to go much further, though.
0: No, I think she's out next week.
1: It's between her and Courtney, but I think you're right. Courtney probably goes at interview stage.
0: Especially as we have um, another team swap. Did you notice the team swap? I'm not sure which team is which.
1: No, I didn't. I mean, clearly we've got to have one because the numbers are all over the place, but um, no, I didn't.
0: It's an odd team swap. It really is. It's one of the weirdest they've ever had. But we'll get into that in a minute. And Jessica really doesn't believe that Dylan, her best friend, apparently isn't returning. And I'm sad they didn't give us more of this subplot because that sounded hilarious.
1: Yeah, I would have liked to have seen more scenes with those two just camping it up together. I think it would have been brilliant. But yeah, she was, she was, she was properly in denial, wasn't she? No, he's coming back in a minute, though, isn't he? He'll be back in a minute. This is a joke. He's just gone to the loo or something, right? He's, he's coming, isn't he?
0: He's just gone changing into his Coral Kid outfit.
1: Yeah, he's just he's just putting his tights on, and and he'll be back. Don't worry. He's not gone home.
0: And in a result that nobody predicted at the start of the series, Courtney is the last man standing.
1: How have we got ourselves into this situation? No idea. I don't... I really don't know. A lot of luck, I think. It's fair to say it will be an all-female
0: final too. But how have we got ourselves into this situation where Courtney can be not only an undefeated PM, but the last man standing and with the best record in the process... By a country mile.
1: It's certainly not by his skill, is it?
0: So next time, teams create their own brand of gin. And this is so not going to end well with the piss heads in this cast.
1: I think they'll spend a lot of time testing ingredients and just quality assurance will be high this week. We are finally going to get the answer
0: to the question we've been asking all series. What is Jessica like when she's pissed? I
1: dread to think.
0: I'm going to guess she is overly friendly.
1: Yeah, she's a proper 2AM, you're my best mate, I love you.
0: Courtney, 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 I love you. You're my best friend.
1: Could be interesting next week. And the
0: new teams, one of the new teams, is Trishna Gronya and Francis.
1: Okay, not a lot of personality in that team, is there? Because they're switching two people from
0: Nebulous onto Titans and one person from Titans onto Nebulous... I have no idea which team is which. It's an equal split team switch, which has never happened before.
1: wonder why they've done that. I have no
0: idea. I'm assuming that Francis Gronnutritioner are tightened because Courtney got moved on to Nebulous this week and they don't tend to switch someone straight back to the team they've come from a week after. That's my only theory at the moment. I have no bloody clue.
1: So, So they're clearly losing then.
0: Yeah, I would hope so, because despite the fact that I would love Courtney to get fired, something tells me he's probably not going to.
1: Yeah. No, they, they have to lose. There's there's no way we're going to get a boardroom with, with Alana, Jessica and Courtney.
0: If Francis, Gronje and Trishna lose, then there's the potential for Gronje or Trishna to go, I think. I'm pretty sure Francis is an interview boot. I would lean towards Gronya going, only because I think she's probably going to be the losing PM.
1: Yeah, I I think so. And if you look at this week, Trishna was not good this week, but it was very, very glossed over. There was no there was no finger pointing at the fact that she didn't do a great job. And I think I think we would have seen that. If if Trishna was going next week, we'd have seen her cop in the flak.
0: Yeah, Trishna got very lucky with I've said this before about winning PMs this year, but Trishna got very lucky that the rest of her team pulled the weight. And despite the fact that they were reticent to put Courtney and Jessica together, I think it was probably the right move. Maybe it was. Because I think Jessica actually brings out the more interesting bit of Courtney.
1: At least she can bring out what bit of personality he seems to have. Yeah, we saw saw more of it this week than we have in most weeks, so yeah.
0: And we have a little announcement to end the podcast with. I have sort of blatantly spoiled this on social media because I got a little bit excited a couple of days ago. But fans of the... Your Time on the Run podcast will be pleased to know that Your Time on the Run is not over and is in fact going to be back in the start of January as we celebrate the premiere and the ridiculous opening week that is Hunted US.
1: Yeah, and as a warning to all listeners, this show is going to go one of two ways.
0: (laughs) Terribly or wonderfully.
1: Yeah, there is going to be no middle ground here. It's either going to be they pretty much stick to the plan and produce something great, or it is just going to be ridiculous and we're going to hate it.
0: Can't wait either way. So, yay, your time on the run is returning.
1: It is. Uh, yeah, I am very much looking forward to it. um I'm liking that they've thought about the fact that the US has different geography to the UK, so they've restricted it to, I think it's 100,000 square miles. Yeah, 100,000 square miles is still rather large. It is rather large, it's not the whole of the US though. The southeastern US,
0: so let's be honest, this sort of show will work well in Florida. There's going to be speedboats involved, it'll
1: be Florida. If they've they've copied the UK format properly, I think it will be fantastic. If they glitz it up a bit, for want of a better word, it could be bloody awful. I think we'll have fun with it, I'm sure of that. So is there anything else to say about this apprentice episode? (sighs) It was a fun one again. Uh, they, they've gone from sublime to ridiculous and on this series especially with costumes and stuff and rewards that I uh, no idea um no um we're getting towards the tail end now so we really should start to see people either shining or falling dramatically i think from here on in.
0: i think they finally embrace the ridiculousness and know that this show is just pure bonkers when it comes to this sort of cast
1: yeah, they're, uh, they've given up trying to pretend that it's a real thing now. It's just pure entertainment.
0: So, thank you for listening to this view from the Black Card Podcast. You can join us next week to recap episode number 10. How the hell are we in double figures? If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter account, RTV Warriors, our own Twitter pages, MJ Helms over with me, and Bulls Boy for Anthony. And with that, I will see you next week.
1: Thanks for the opportunity. We'll